Happy Friday, everyone. I'm your host for the episode, Cassidy. And I'm Kyle27 again, Clifford. And this is Date Night. Welcome back, guys. We are back after a week off. We took Christmas week off and we just decided we just didn't have time to do a podcast. Yeah. Um, So we're back. Happy New Year. It is the new year. We're in 2024. The first episode of 2024. Isn't that wild? Yes. Date night has made it to 2024. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be our year. We'll get big. Yeah. (laughs) Our date nights were a little different this week. We had separate dates. <laughs> well, yeah, we were, we were. New Year's Eve is like a couples thing. Like you hang out with your friends with your couple, yeah. like your couple friends, and like you kiss at midnight. And we were unable to do that because I had to work Monday morning, and which is today. I had to work this morning, and I just I was like, I'm too old, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like. 27 going on 45. I can't stay up past like 9.30 without there being serious consequences the next day. Yeah. So I was like, I need to go to bed so I can get up for work and not be a grouch. So I didn't make it to, I didn't like see the ball drop. I didn't make it into like the first minute of the new year. But uh, I think you said you stayed up. I did. I never, I didn't watch the ball drop. And I think this might actually be my first year not watching the ball drop. You stayed up until midnight every like new year. As long as I'm, like, cognitively can remember. Wow. There were numerous years when I was a kid where I'd be like, I'm, yeah, I'm going I to mean, bed. Yeah, I mean, like, as and a my kid, parents, for No, sure. I mean, like, like 15, 16 years old, like, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. There was, like, a four-year stretch. Like, my four years in high school, I don't think I stayed up once to see the new year because I was, like, I, I had friends over one year. And I was, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed. You guys have fun. I'm going to sleep. Oh, my God. Just, like, I've never been a New Year's guy. I think it's one of the most ridiculous things we do yeah but i do like kissing you at midnight <laughs> when i get when i get the chance so i had to give you kisses prior and post new year we didn't get to do it i don't think we've ever kissed on new year's on have new year's. we probably last year yeah we we got we had covid last year i didn't stay uh, up remember yeah. i fell asleep yeah i don't think we we've ever do kissed on, i don't think we've ever kissed on new year's that's crazy. There must have been one year when we were together. You think so? Yes. We weren't together going into 2020. Correct. But why would Maybe 2020. I was going to say maybe 2021. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Maybe 2021 makes the most sense. Like 2020 going into 2021. Yeah. And then maybe even 2021 into 2022, right? Or no, because I think that was the year I went out with my friends... No, I think that no. was 2020 into 2021. You went out with your friends. So maybe it was the year after I honestly that. don't know. I don't know. I I cannot confirm that we've actually had a kiss on New Year's. <laughs> that is a problem. Like at the night. 2025 will be our year. We'll get it then. Yeah. We'll get the kiss then. No, last night, me and Kyle, we did our countdown. It yeah. said Happy New Year at, what, 10 o'clock? It was 9.45 when I was like, yeah, I'm going to retire yeah. for the night, I think. <laughs> So. Which is so funny because at work today, one of the women I work with, she's like 45 and she was like, what time did you guys stay up till? And all of us who are much younger than her were like, I said 9.30, another co-worker said 10, another co-worker said 10.30. And she was like, I stayed up till 11.30, guys. What is wrong with you? 
She's like, how am I supposed to have fun vicariously through you if you guys are more lame than I am? And I was like, yeah, I can't answer that question. I really don't know. I'm being roasted right yeah. now. But I feel like it is becoming more popular, though, where, like, people our age stop having FOMO and they just stay at home because that's what they really want to do. I have never, like, really enjoyed going out on New Year. Like, it is yes. fun. It is fun. When I go out, it is fun. It's just that, like, I always, I've always... I have always enjoyed uh, just, like, sitting on my couch with my friends right. and doing something at home. As long as I'm with my friends, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, we could go out, but I would never be like, okay, it's just me. I'm going to go out now. I just, that just doesn't sound fun. No. I feel like I'm at the age where I just really need, like, either us or, like, one of our friends to own a house. So we can a have a New Year's party. That'd be nice. Because I just want to, like, stay at home. Everyone can wear, like, their sweatpants. Like, no dressing up. Like, everyone yeah. just wear, like, we could do like clothes. A, we could do, like, a themed New Year's thing. Yeah. That'd be fun. And even... Because, like, you just can't have a party in an apartment without upsetting people. Even on holidays like that, I feel it is like true. we still would have upset people. Yeah. So, I'm at the age where I need someone to get a house so we can have <laughs> a house party for Hear New that? Year's one thing. of our friends who's listening to this... <laughs> You need to get a house, any of you. I don't care yes. who. Because I'm in the mode where I need New Year's Eve house parties and not going to the bar. Because yeah. I don't want to go to the bar and spend $15 on drinks. Yeah. And well, we've talked about this. You're not a, an alcohol girl. You're like a mixed drink. You're like a cocktail. What are those? Mocktail drinks. Yes. You're like more of a mocktail girl. Yeah. I just want to hang out with people. Right. That's where you get your FOMO is like, I just want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like the social aspect of things. I don't want to actually have to drink the alcohol. Yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> so Friday, Saturday, we went to. Well, Friday we went to. Um, oh, my parents' house. Your parents' house. We saw your brother and his girlfriend did Christmas with them. Uh, shout out Ashley and Chase. Then we watched Violent Night. Yes. To which Ashley was like, "You told me this wasn't going to be that violent," <laughs> and I said like multiple times, "Like I don't remember it being." It was incredibly violent. Oh yeah, dude! It was gory. I mean, the dude gets his head cut off with a skate yeah a dude is hitting the head of the bowling ball and his head goes through a nail like yeah it is violent here's the thing i was like when she was watching i was like to me it's not that violent because i've watched like i watched horrific gore you know more like horror movies but i was like i'm putting myself in her shoes and she was told it wasn't going to be that violent and yeah. to watch it is like no dude you're lying this is violent as fuck <laughs> Which right. I was like, yeah, no, I was wrong. I was wrong, 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 wrong. Mm -hmm. So uh, we watched that. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I forgot how much I love that movie. I really do love that movie. It's great. It's a great movie. It's John Wick but Santa. Like, awesome. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's on my favorite holiday. <laughs> it's not going to work into the rotation for you. Oh, that's great. But then uh, we went home and Saturday you went and got your hair did. And I went to a hockey game. With your brother and Ashley. Yes. And then I went up to see a couple friends that were in town uh, for the holidays. Yes. And then I came home Sunday at like four and we watched yeah. 17 again, the movie we're talking about. Yeah. And I went to bed like a baby at <laughs> 9.45. Yeah, but why did you go to bed like a baby, honey? I was tired. And why were you tired, honey? Didn't get a lot of sleep the night prior. Yeah, what time did you go to bed? So I texted Cass because the night just like, it just flew by. I was like, this is insane how fast the night's moving. And it was 3.33 when I texted you and I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Good night. Yeah. And I woke up at 8 a.m. Yeah. And 
when I wake up, fun fact about me, I don't go back to sleep. Like I'm up. Like when my eyes when my eyes open, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I was like, this is awful. Yeah. And I had made reservations to see a movie on my way down because I was like, I'll be I'll be good to like see a movie at like eleven thirty. <laughs> and well, that's what they call it on the app. Like make oh, a reservation. Okay. Um, it, it's just bought a movie ticket. You know what I mean? That's all it is. <laughs> it's not a reservation. Like, you're gonna sound really fancy. <laughs> I wanted to see Iron Claw to end my year, and instead I watched Seventeen again yeah. uh, to end my year, which is also a Zac Efron movie. Yes. So I was in the same realm, okay? <laughs> it's a Zac Efron movie. There's sports involved. So I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> we're batting 50. Uh, and uh, so getting home was, was a long journey because it's a two-hour drive, and I was just so tired. Like, I was just exhausted. Yeah. And I wasn't even, like, hungover. I was just tired. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't sleep well. I mean, I slept, I feel like I slept great. It's just like I woke up so early. Yeah. Got you so didn't little sleep. sleep. And then I also was like, I was just starving, like irrationally hungry. And I was like, I need to get something in, in me now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did that. And then I was like, okay, I, I need to go home. <laughs> I need to yeah. make it home. <laughs> I missed the movie reservation. I mean, it was at like 1130 and I didn't leave until 130. Yeah. I was like, I just, I, I'm not going to make the movie. And I don't know what in my head told me I was going to go hang out with my friends on a Saturday night and that I was going to be able to get up and be functional at 1130, by 1130 to get to the mm-hmm. theater. Like, that was just... You would have had to have left there at 9, like, yeah. 10, 30, I had an 10. alarm. I had an alarm set for 945, and when it went off, I was still laying in bed, and I was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going. I'm just yeah. not doing this. So that was my Sunday. Your Sunday was like... What I want to do every yeah. Sunday. So my Sunday. Which, by the way, I have to say, I, I suggest every single Sunday that we do what she did. And she's always like, we have things we need to do. And I'm like, okay, but what are they? And then she lists them off. But she sent me her to-do list for Sunday. And it was... I Which I actually I made this to-do list <laughs> up after I... So Kyle... I had a cozy Sunday. You had a cozy Sunday. And I'm always trying to get you to have cozy Sundays. Kyle was like, you better still be cozy when I get home. And I said, oh, well, I plan to be cozy all day. And you said something along the lines of, well, you better be. And I said, well, let's check the to-do list. And then I went on my notes and wrote a to-do list. (laughs) Which was fucking hilarious because that's not your sense of humor at all. So when I got the the note of your to-do list, I was like, what the fuck? What is she doing? And I think my to-do list included read my book. Watch Harry Potter. Snuggle the dogs. Yeah. And be cozy all day. (laughs) Yeah. And you sent me a Snapchat of you with the dogs, like, cuddling, watching either Friends or Harry Potter or something in bed. And I was like... The amount of times, the amount of Sundays I have asked you (laughs) to do this. I'm dying right now. And you're doing the best thing without me. So here is my perfect Sunday, okay? I got up late. 9.30-ish. 10-ish. That's early for you on the weekend. No, it is not. (laughs) 9.30, I laid in bed for a while with the dogs. Snuggling. Then I was like, well, the dogs haven't peed in... 12 hours they probably need to go outside but honestly our dogs like until you get out of the bed in the morning they're like they just want to lay with you like yeah. they don't want to get up either yeah but then i got up fed the dogs and i decided you know what i'm gonna door dash myself taco bell for breakfast mm-hmm. so i door dashed my, we don't door dash since we moved here like we've been like really strict about it but i door dashed myself some taco bell breakfast and i ate my taco bell breakfast while i watched harry potter Meanwhile, I had all of like the our ambiance lights on, our string lights, all of our candles, everything, just low lighting. Our senses. Yes. We're not allowed to have candles. 
Our senses. We have to settle for senses. Um, and our we have a little lamp that's like a candle light. I do like that one. But <laughs> anyway, and then I watched Harry Potter, and then when Harry Potter was over, I put on like a fire thing on the TV, like it looks like a little. Yeah, fireplace. HBO has some real cool ones now. And I read my book. I just started a court of thorns and roses, mm-hmm. which is getting turned into a TV series on Hulu. The worst possible streamer to have that is Hulu, and they have it, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. And then Kyle got home, Yep. and we ordered Pokey for dinner, mm. and we Love watched some Seventeen pokey. again. And then Kyle went to bed. Yeah, pretty and, much, yeah. And then I read more of my book. No, we watched The Proposal, remember? Oh, yeah, we, we watched, watched The Proposal. Again. And then we watched The Proposal. And I almost fell asleep, like, halfway through. I was like, I'm I'm struggling. And I asked, like, yeah. four times, how much time is left? And you reminded me every time that I had the remote. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I washed, right. I washed our sheets. We went to bed into the new year with fresh sheets. Mm-hmm. And then I laid in bed next to Kyle and read my book while he slept into the new year. And then you, yeah, as I say, and then you celebrated into the and new year by I yourself. Woke, <laughs> and then I woke up today and did the exact same thing. Yeah. I literally, I literally watched the second Harry Potter movie and did the exact same thing. Fuck yeah. So yeah, that was, that was our weekend. That, that was our date night. We had to have separate date nights for like, I feel like the third week in a row. Yeah. But... You know, it is what it is. Now that we're home, people want to see more of us. And we also have the ability to see more people, which yeah. is like a good thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like our date nights can be separate. Yeah, makes the absence yeah, makes the heart grow It's nice fonder. to have alone time and yeah. be able to do your own thing. Yeah, not gonna lie. Let's get into the movie. <laughs> I can tell you're down, but you're looking at Scarlet kicking you out of the house. Hey, that's my stuff. And the kids want nothing to do with you as a negative. Can you just turn down the music? I guess it's mostly negative, isn't it? Really, yeah. I had no upside for that. Mike O'Donnell is at an age when life seems to have passed him by. Bet you wish you had it to do all over again. You got that right. Um. So yeah, we did 17 again. This was my pick. As you can tell, I'm host of the episode. It's my pick. I feel like you haven't hosted in a long time. I know. I actually enjoy Kyle hosting, and I just get to like ride the, t- the f- coattails, but it's all right. Because I'm... I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're good at it. I don't know why you don't like doing it. I don't know. I feel like Kyle's just better at like getting us through the episode because I just get so sidetracked because I just, I feel like I'm talking to my friends. But, um. <laughs> this is why, I, this is why I prefer to drive if given the chance. <laughs> I just, ADHD. Yeah. You're, you're like, I'm watching you talk right now and you can't sit still. You're like shaking around. You're looking around the room at things and I'm like, she is. In two different worlds right now, bro. It's so funny. See, look, we're off topic now. But we covered 17 again. And why did I choose this? Yeah, why did you choose this? Because it was like, <laughs> she spent, I have to, like, let's let's be real. Let's be honest. You spent 40 minutes looking for a movie. I hate the and, and every movie you were like, what's this sound like to you? Or you, yes. were, like, or you were like, have you seen this? Would you would you would you watch this? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not answering these things because I know you're trying to pick a movie that I'll like, so you can like shift the picking to me. Yes. And that ain't happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, that movie is a movie. Yeah. And so I made you finally, I made you pick, and you finally settled on Seventeen again. Yes, but I picked this one because Kyle had said that he'd seen bits and pieces of it, but mm. he'd never seen the whole thing. Yeah, this is a movie that, like, for some reason, I remember watching it when it came out. 2009, I vaguely, or I distinctly, not vaguely, distinctly remember watching it. But there are moments where it's like, it was on TV or just like in passing for some reason. 
It's just on mm-hmm. in the background. I feel like this was a TNT or a TBS movie mm-hmm. that they played sometimes. And it was like I caught bits and pieces here and there. And I just like had probably accumulative, accumulatively seen it like three times. But in chunks. Yeah. And so I like to pick movies that I've seen and Kyle hasn't seen. Yeah. You do like doing <laughs> that. Which is fair. I like because that. Because it's very few and far between that I can find a movie that I've seen that he hasn't seen. Yeah. But that's also because you introduce, like, you pick a, sp- a very specific genre that I don't typically watch on my own. Yeah. And we had this conversation last night where I was like, I like to not influence you at all when you're picking a movie because there are so many movies that you want to watch or have seen yeah. that I haven't that I would literally never watch on my own. Right. You know? So it's like, it's good for you to pick a movie and make me watch it so that way I can, like, see a movie I wouldn't have normally seen. Yeah. Some of them don't turn out well, like Never Been Kissed. And some of them turn out great. Mm-hmm. But I also, this movie's just fun. I thought Kyle would like it. And that, like, it's just a funny, fun kind of, like, I don't know necessarily know if it's a feel-good movie. But it's just fun. It's a funny movie. And mm-hmm. I like it. And I have always liked it. And also, Zach Efron is a cutie patootie in it. And I thought you picked it because Matthew Perry was in it. Yes, which I actually forgot. When we first saw Matthew Perry in the first scene that he pops up in, I was yeah. like, oh... It's like, I totally forgot Matthew Perry was in this. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yeah, and I thought for sure that's why you picked it, honestly, because we didn't have a conversation about why you picked it then. Mm-hmm. And you said, I forgot he was in this. And I looked at you and I was like, did you not pick this because he's in it? Yeah. I assume that's honestly why. Like, you're getting Zac Efron, which I was supposed to watch a movie with him earlier, and you're giving us Matthew Perry. And so I was yeah. pretty surprised because you are a huge Friends fan. I do. I and love so I was like, she definitely picked this because of Matthew Perry. So I have to read this review just because it's funny because we're talking about Matthew Perry being in it. Oh, okay. And I think it's like a good, I don't know, it's just funny. I always wondered if Matthew Perry was responsible for cast for the casting of his younger self as I can't imagine anyone else thinking Chandler ever looked like Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they used Chandler. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that name. for sure. I am sure we will talk about that because, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it now, but. That review is pretty spot on. Yeah. But in this movie, in case you don't know, Matthew Perry is playing a middle-aged man who, when he was a high school-aged boy, had to make the choice between his pregnant girlfriend and their ch- and their unborn baby and a scholarship for college. And he chose the his pregnant girlfriend and the unborn baby and has pretty much spent the last 18 years of his life blaming his wife that his life is the way it is now. And so he pretty much says he wishes he could go back and do it all over again because he would have chose differently. And so this old man, this old janitor man casts a spell or whatever. I don't, it's not a spell. It's a bad explanation. And pretty much sends Matthew Perry back to being 17 again. And they say it's like a spirit guide path. And he has to see like, why did he send, why did he send him back? Is he going to choose the same path he chose before, or is he going to choose a different path? Right. But the overall concept of this movie is he goes back and he gets a chance to redo it, and he doesn't change anything. Yes. And so I think it makes him realize, I made the right choice all along, and I've spent all these years wasting that choice, and I'm going to go back and be better now, yeah. if I get the chance again. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically, that's a good, uh, good synopsis. It's literally the opposite of 13 going on 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just flip that around. Yeah. No, this is just—it's a feel-good movie. I wanted Kyle to watch it all the way through. Like for the first time in like for the first time in like almost what fifteen years. It's the first time watching a movie in almost fifteen years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't remember. And the fun thing is, is I had remembered little tiny bits and pieces here and there. But there's so much I didn't remember, so it was like watching it for the first time again. Right. It's like a deja vu the whole time I was watching it. I was like, I vaguely remember this. And then there were things where I was like, oh, I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was that was a good synopsis, good roundup of it. Yeah. Yep. But where I just talked about the choice that... Um, his name in this is Mike. Michael Donald, yeah. Chandler. Not Chandler. Matthew Perry. <laughs> I, I In my notes, I wrote Chandler so many times instead of Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry plays Mike. I want to know, do you think Mike made the right choice originally by running out of the, his high school game where the coach of the team was watching and he was going to get full ride scholarship to college? Do you think he made the right choice running out to stop his girlfriend? No. No, I don't. <laughs> in the very beginning of this, we were like, why didn't he just finish the game? Yeah. Then go to your girlfriend's house and be like, Listen, I want to like I want to have this baby with you, but now you have a full ride scholarship to college. Yeah, go get your college education. Yeah, like, use that education to get a degree in something where you can make a decent amount of money and support a child, right. and still play basketball for four more years. Right, you know what I mean. And then you could have a, such a huge advantage in life, and now you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage by going straight into the workforce, which there's nothing wrong with. Mm-hmm. I did that, but I feel like he had the golden goose sitting right there, and he. Was 17 and was very distracted by, like, there's only two options here. There's three, actually. There's more than that. There's probably an infinite number of options. But there are three blatantly right in front of you. And he just made the worst possible decision. Like, make everything so much harder and just leave the game or get a scholarship, stay with her, raise the child together, but attend college and get a leg up. You know what I mean? I think the hard part in that is... How do you support your wife or your girlfriend and the baby while you're full-time in college? And a student-athlete. Like, I mean, it's a basketball. Right. Like, they're an NCAA, and it was Ohio State, which is, right. like, a massive NCAA basketball team. So they would be all over the country. Here's the thing. Support system. Yeah. We didn't see his parents. We didn't see her parents. But I feel like, given the circumstances, the parents would have at least helped. But yeah. we didn't see them, so I mean, right. we're reading into it. We're going into it a little deeper mm-hmm. than the movie would ever care for you to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the real world, that's the decision I would have made. And not in movie land. Because yeah. in movie land, we don't get a movie if he makes that decision. You know what I right. mean? If he's like, I'm going to go to school, and I'm also going to be a basketball player, and I'm also going to be a dad, I'm going to have it all. And it's like, yeah, that's not an interesting movie. There's no, like, real drama there. <laughs> But you could also play the advocate of, like, maybe their families are, like, the type of families that found out she's pregnant and they, like, disown them. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been a uh, thing, too, for sure. Then, like, need to make money to support them. Right. You know? So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess we'd have to know. We'd have to know his, we'd, we'd have, have to, to know, know the parents. Details, we need more right? parent detail. You know what I mean? I need to see his parents. <laughs> I need to see her parents. We need to know what kind of, uh, you know, what their, what their stance is on all this. But if I, I, if I personally was in his position, I would have finished game gone to college because I know that yeah my family would have supported until me too I had a job for sure can I just say what this is the most convoluted way of getting from point A to point B <laughs> what what's with the water dude like what's the deal with the um, water what's the fucking point in that did I miss something why is it so important that water is involved in this because he stops the spirit guide from jumping into the lake or whatever but then he realizes that there's no spirit... Like the person didn't actually jump in the lake because there is no spirit guide or there's no person there. And then there's a whirlpool 
and it sucks him into the whirlpool from the bridge. Well, it doesn't and... suck him in. He starts to see his younger ver- his younger self in the whirlpool, and he starts reaching for his younger self. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Falls fair in. enough. Why that way? Why didn't the spirit guy just be like bunk you on the head and when you wake up tomorrow you're gonna be seventeen? No, that's ass. how that spirit guy does it. And then on top of that, there's another scene where he is in the school for the first time at seventeen again. He's got his old. He's got like his thirty something year old suit on, mm-hmm. and there's water all over the floor that leads him to the gym. Yes. What's the deal with the water? That's just how this, this spirit guy operates. Why? Because. It's the most random fucking thing. It's his, it's his choice. When, when Matthew Perry is like standing outside his home, uh, uh, his ex-wife's home or his future ex-wife's home, and he's standing there and the water drops on his face and he, it's so slow and dramatic and he looks up and it starts to rain a little bit. I'm like, what's the deal with this? Why? Why? Why this? I just thought this was the most convoluted way of getting him to be 17 again we're living in a we're, we're in a world you put us in a world where spirit guides exist okay and they have the magic to do this so why didn't he just do it okay and freaky friday it's an earthquake that switches that yes but there's like a whole ritual that those that the people at the restaurant do and 13 going on 30 it's glitter I feel like those still make more sense than than fucking wa- it's like a water. I want it to happen. All it's right? just I feel like it's so convoluted. I really do. I think it's just the most ridiculous thing. I think it's yeah. so dumb. And then it never comes into it. Never comes back. Like the spirit guide sees him run off the court for the second time, mm-hmm. go to his wife, and he like has this like vision of like the whirlpool, and he like, comes out on the other water. side as Chandler again, as Matthew Perry. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> as Matthew Perry again, and. It's like, what's what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Why? That's a yeah. director's decision, and it's never explained, and I need to know why. Yeah. Maybe, like, if I ever read the script to this, it'd be like, we need water for this reason. But guess what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, Did you not find it that crazy? No. I you were just I like, I'm on, you're, on I'm, you're like, there's a spirit guy, dude. I'm on board. The yeah. guy just got turned 17 again. I, right, exactly. Like, he just got turned 17 again. I'm not focusing on the fact of how that happened. I, the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> I was so distracted. I was like, are we going to find out what this water means? I don't know what's going on, <laughs> man. how that spirit guy operates, yeah. man. He's like draining threes in the driveway, and I'm like, is there going to be another rainstorm? <laughs> like, is he going to turn 30 for some reason? Again, oh, like, yeah. I just didn't know what was going on. I wanted to know if you thought anything about that, but apparently it was just me. Just you. Let me know, uh, like, let me know, listeners, is that dumb? Is that the most convoluted way you've ever heard of someone <laughs> going back in time, essentially? Or is he just being hyperbolic <laughs> and overthinking it? <laughs> True. Um, the next thing I kind of want to talk about is how much they let slide with 17-year-old... Mike, or he's Mark when he's 17 years old. Yeah, he's Mark when he's 17, correct. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds so weird. Like, he talks like a 40-year-old man, but they let it slide because he's attractive and he's good at basketball. So, I have it written down in my notes. They never address his odd comments about being an old man. Yes. And it kills me because there's one specific scene where he is dealing with his daughter's breakup, and he's like holding her and he said when i was 17 i thought the world was going to be this and a blah 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 and i'm like she's not hearing this right now i think they do address it a little bit like there's the only one who does is his wife and alex the his son i think there's times when he's like 
what are you talking about, dude? I never caught that part. Yeah, I never yes, caught that. But sure. it just killed me because there were like 12 instances where he is explicitly talking <laughs> like a grown man and being a grown man and everyone around him is like ignoring it. And what it just you- bothered the fuck out of me because I'm like, why is no one saying, hey, dude, you are fucking weird. Why are yeah. you talking like this? But it's also like they would never like think anything like like that was happening. So in my head, this is how I this is how I saw it. In my head, a kid shows up randomly in the middle of the school year. Yeah. And he's a vampire. No, he, <laughs> he's a Cullen. No, he's shiny. I'll give you that. But no, a kid shows up in the middle of the year. He doesn't exactly fit in or know the style of the year it is. He's like stuck in 2000 and this is taking place 2009, very late 90s, early 2000s, I feel like. And he doesn't know the lingo and he keeps referencing himself being older. My head immediately went to undercover cop. I would never do anything around this Mm. guy ever. Yeah. Like, I just wouldn't. <laughs> and he acts like an older man, that's too. That's kind of, like, brings around, like, 21 Jump Street. Yes, that's well, that was my thought process. I was like, this feels more like 21 Jump Street yeah. than it does, like... Like, in my head, I would go, we're in a 21 Jump Street situation. Yeah. Not that the movie feels like 21 Jump Street, but, like, in my head, if I was that kid, Alex or whatever, I'd be like, this dude's a cop. Yeah. Flat out, he's a cop. He's weird. I know it. Like, yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. He talks very weird. And all of a sudden, he's living with your uncle that you've known your whole life. And he's I just mean, like, well, he he had he had like, sex with my mom, and my mom was too embarrassed to tell anybody she had I mean, sex with him. That, and it's like that makes the most sense. Honestly. I know, but I'd be like, I'd be like, this is fishy, dude. I need to see some ID. Pull I don't it think up. So. I think Ned's so weird. Ned is the the best Mike's friend. Best friend. Yeah. So Mike, we actually probably should explain who Ned is because yeah. I want to talk about him in a minute. Yeah. But Ned is just Mike's best friend, and when he gets a divorce from his wife, he moves in with him, and he when he turns into Mark, his seventeen version of himself. Uh, Ned acts as his father. Yeah. And Ned and Mike have been friends since high school. Yeah. Actually, since first grade. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike was super popular, jock, captain of the basketball team, and Ned was just like Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Which I was about to say Dungeons was, and Dragons. Was, because, well, he was because he was literally playing. Yeah. He came in. He was like, oh, I couldn't leave my group behind. I had to get them through this and that or whatever. Yeah. In the opening scene. And he's like the only one that's nice to him and everyone else is kind of douchey. Yeah. But I just feel like it's believable because Ned is such a weirdo. Right. It is. But also at the same time, I'd be like, fed. But also, like, you'd have to think, like, if someone, if like, a woman slept with Ned on a, on a, on a week moment <laughs> and, got, and got and got pregnant she probably was like shit she's like no one can know i slept with Ned. I'm no dude i'd go away. i would go and after that bag a secret that man is a billionaire i'm going after that bag i'm getting the money i'm getting the sh- money dude yeah. but that is kind of funny because like literally like ned was their dad's best friend yeah also as far as leslie man's character scarlet like even she was shocked. Even she was Ned like, what is going on? has probably been in your life a lot. Yeah. And you probably would have known if he had a child. You would have known if he hooked up with anybody because I feel like that would have been a big deal. <laughs> and also, yeah. we met, you talked about this like when it happened. I'm like, wouldn't you think that it was because Leslie Mann, Scarlett, meets 17 again, Mike, for the first time. Yep. And she's like, you look exactly like my ex-husband. Very inappropriate comments, too. It's just strange. Wouldn't her your first thought be like, why would a kid look exactly like my ex-husband? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did bring he that up. He probably had a He cheated affair. on me. Ned's covering for him because he had an affair and had right. a kid. and that Because it looks just like him. Would you not think he had an affair? Right. And if you think about their ages, it would have been like, 
makes right total after sense. after he found out she was pregnant with her yeah. daughter. And, like, let's be honest. It's high school. They're probably sleeping. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be crazy to think that a captain of, like, the most popular kid in school is sleeping with multiple right. people. And I know we're reading so into this, but now that I mention that, if, if 17 again, Zach was born at the same time as, like, how old he is or whatever. Yeah. Ned would have just gotten out of high school. He wouldn't have been a millionaire yet, so maybe that's why the girl. Oh, that's a good point. Hide. That is and a good point. She found out he was a millionaire, and he, she's like, "Your father can take care of you." That is a good point. If that happened, no, that is a good point. <laughs> First of all, I love the fact that we're both just like, "Let's dive as deep as we can." Whoa, blah, 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 blah. Like, why isn't this happening? Why is this happening? And they didn't show us the parents enough. We we can't really tell you their stance on preteen or teenage yeah. babies, but <laughs> teenage baby mamas, but. I like to sit there and think that the director and the writer of this movie were like, let's make a silly, funny movie about a dude who doesn't love his family, learns how to love his family. Kids will appreciate that. It'll be a good little movie. And we're just sitting here like, we didn't get enough of their political views. We need more of that. It's like, dude, (laughs) this movie is for kids and it's meant to make you laugh. Okay. Yeah. But, um. But I mean, we have to, like, we have to dive into it because I'm that type of guy and you're also just like listening to me rant about this. I feel like it puts ideas in your head. Um. But yeah, Ned and Mark's or Mike's relationship, Mike slash Mark, their relationship. I think it is so funny. I, I love their relationship. I like Ned as a character, Ned. and I think he did the. I think the actor I cannot remember his name for the life of me. I love that actor. Everything he's in. What is his Thomas name? Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. I love him. Every role he has given, he nails it. Sometimes his movies are not good. But he is always good. Yes. And again, let me say this. I think he's fantastic in this role. I think everything they give him, he nails. I did not need as much of him as we got. No! Yeah, no. The Uh, subplot with him and the principal is so unnecessary. So funny. I was like, why are we adding 15 minutes to this movie because he wants to bone the principal? I don't give a fuck. It's so funny. It's funny. Didn't need it. I like it. I was like, this movie's this movie's ten minutes too long because of this <laughs> shit, and it's so unnecessary. And I liked Ned. I thought he was funny. I I I will say that I enjoyed watching him be Ned. Yes. I just didn't need it. Some of it's the like this isn't this is pointless. In all fairness, some of the funniest moments of this movie are because of Ned. No, I agree with you, hundred percent. Ned interacting with uh, Zac Efron, uh, Mark yeah. slash Mike. Makes sense. That is funny. You didn't need when he's with the when he's principal. with the principal, I just like it's creepy. Yeah, it makes me like him slightly less because he feels very like, "Where's my hug? Yeah, I want my hug." And it's like, dude, don't be weird. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he admits he's like got no charisma. Like in that one scene where he gets her to dinner, finally after wearing her down, mm-hmm. gets her to dinner. He's like, "I have no charisma. I don't know how to talk to people. I'm sorry. I'm being so weird." And it's like, oh, Ned, I still love you. Mm-hmm. But also, Ned, you're a fucking creep. You're creepy. Right. And I don't want to not like you because you're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't need to see so much of him outside of interacting with right. Mark Mike. Yeah. But where you just kind of mentioned a sort of weird relationship in this movie, I want to talk about all of the weird interactions. Don't need the incest. Exactly. Don't need the incesty plotline. What is with directors and writers of movies like this where they're like, we need to show them doing stuff with minors. And then they have to add in the twist that it's his daughter trying to bone him. It's disgusting. It's not funny. Nobody would watch that and think that's funny. Everybody watched that and thought it was creepy. There's no reason to have that as a plot device. Mm -hmm. The movie could exist 
without that so well. Did it add anything to the plot? No. No. It wasn't fun. It was fucking it was weird. Gross. And I know we're joking around having a good time, but I do need to say it's fucking gross. It's yeah. not funny. So he kind of got onto a tangent about that before we addressed the actual thing that happened. Zach Efron's daughter, or Mike Mark's daughter, thinks that because Mike Mark is trying to get her to break up with her awful, terrible, low life boyfriend, Stan, Stan, yeah, that it's because. He must have a crush on her. Also, Stan is a psychopath. Stan's a psycho. He's a fucking crazy he, this, person. Mike Mark just does not want her, his daughter with this terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Because she's also told, tells him that she's not going to Georgetown so she can be with this terrible, terrible person. Yeah. And that kind of flashes back to him being like, I made this decision. But it's different. Oh! Fucking never made that connection. Because he chose a relationship over college. But the difference was Stan... It's terrible. Stan sucks. Literally. Stan literally bullies the shit out of... Oh, beats his ass. He duct tapes right. him into a wall. Out of um, the daughter's brother. Mark, Mike, Mark's brother. It's Son. <laughs> Son. Which is weird because she's dating his bully. Which makes it so much worse. Right. Alex. Alex, yep. Um, but yeah, so Maggie, Mike, Mark's daughter, thinks that Mike, Mark... <laughs> I'm calling him Mike Mark because those are because there's names. two names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- has a crush on her because he's be- just being nice. Because he doesn't want her to be with the terrible psychopathic yes boy. It's gross that b- bullies her brother. But it's that scene is so uncomfortable. Because you said to me, "Oh, I know. It's, I forgot about this." And mm-hmm. I was like, immediately when you said that, I was like, "No, yeah, please don't tell me." And then you could see the writing on the wall, and I was like, "We don't yeah. have to go there." She and then he's like, to "Kiss him," and then he passes out because he gets punched. Yeah. And then she p- brings him to a bedroom. How does she get him there to the bedroom and the bed? She probably had like someone like drag him into the bedroom and was like, "Okay, anyway. I got it from here, boys." And then she's like rubbing his chest, and then he runs away, and she's like, "Oh yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh, you want to role play?" Oh. I can play I'm games. I'm a hungry lioness and you're my prey. <laughs> Dude, so it was so gross. gross. Not the fact that it's role play. That's not gross. It's the fact that that's his daughter that's gross. Yeah. Like, he, it's so vile. Like, could you imagine no. seeing your daughter? No. Like, I, don't even want to th- I don't even want to think about it. That's <laughs> fucking vile. So that's a really odd relationship. But And it's also like, it just doesn't <laughs> need to happen. The friendship with Alex is better. I think, it's, I think the friendship with Alex... If even even when he's like trying to be like dad mode to Alex yeah. and he can't quite like remember he's it supposed to be his friend, seems like it works. Brother, it, like, yeah, exactly. It works because they just, never yeah. have that odd moment of like, I want to kiss you. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, he's just trying to take him under his wing, trying to make him popular, trying to get him a girlfriend. Like yeah, which is a thing that a friend things. would do. Exactly, even a dad would do. Right. You know, which he probably did with Ned when they were in high school. You right. know what I mean? But the other weird relationship for me is Mike Mark. The young Mike Mark hitting on the mom. His wife. Scarlett. His ex-wife. And it's just, it's so weird to me because clearly they're getting a divorce for a reason. And she even says, like, for the past 18 years, you've blamed me for apparently having a terrible life. And now that he's 17 again, he all of a sudden finds her amazing and attractive again. Yeah, I think it's also because he's seeing her actually exist as a person yeah she's like a person and not this obstacle that prevented him from going to college she's like looking at her he's looking at her and being like this is a person who's valued by other people and i couldn't see that right because she's going on dates and she's hanging out with her friend and 
I feel like it just awoke something in him. That's true. But the gross, the weird part about this relationship is like, he needs to realize like, he's 17. That's the thing. That's another thing that I actually and want to bring up. he is trying his darndest to hit on her. That's the goes. Like, dude, you're, you're 17. I realize she's your ex-wife, but like in society. You have to play the role. You have to play the role that you're 17. And exactly. you can't be hitting on her because it's going to, it could put her in jail. <laughs> that's what that's goes back to the and, like, conversation affect we her had. relationship with her children and like mm-hmm. it's just weird that goes back to the conversation we had a second ago where it's like he's just not being a 17 year old yeah like he's not acting appropriately in the situation and no one's calling him on it mm-hmm. actually she does call him on it multiple times she's like this is highly inappropriate yes stop which thank yeah, you she still does weird things with him like she's like dances dancing with him, which with him was in the weird. living room like this is a dance i learned on for my wedding she's rubbing his hand after they can't find yeah. alex yeah at the party cuz it's past his curfew she's like rubbing his hand saying you know you've been a great help for me these last few months with the kids she's it's like this is a good she, conversation you have with another adult right. man and she's definitely giving him like signs she's like, so that's the thing i agree she's so She's flirty with him. She's flirty with him. It's highly inappropriate. But when he reciprocates, she's like, this is inappropriate. Right. It's like, well, then he is a child. In in probably not not really a child. He's Mike. But in your eyes, he is a child. So stop giving those signals and confusing him. I'm not in right. no way blaming her for his actions. Right. No, no, no. And I'm not blaming him for her actions. But the situation is he is a minor in reality. Mm-hmm. You need to act like it. <laughs> right. And she's just not. And then when he starts reciprocating, she's like, wait, hold on. But I also think if you consider like in her eyes, it's kind of like the lines are blurred because he looks exactly like her boyfriend from mm-hmm. high school. Right. So like she was always attracted to him. She always had those feelings for him. Now she's seeing him again. Those feelings are all going to still be there. Right. You know? I'm sure she was... because. Uh, they never really address, like, if she's confused about the feelings she has for him. She's mm-hmm. always just like, he looks kind of like him. He looks kind of like him, but it's not him because that's crazy. Right. But then the scene, obviously, in the courtroom where he reads off that note, but there's nothing written on the note. And it's specific details. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could have got... I feel like we wanted something more where it's like, she just picks up the note and is like, can we postpone this? Mm-hmm. And then it just flashes, like, ten hours later. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, nighttime. And it's like, I would have liked to see her sit with that for a minute and, like... Contemplate what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, go there. Like, is she? Does she think she's crazy, or she's really starting to connect the dots here? Because right. right from the beginning, she thought it was him for a minute. She's like, you like grabbing his face. She was gonna smell him to see if she had he had the same yeah. smell. Like, I just feel like we could have seen more of her trying to piece it together. Also, doesn't it go from the scene in the courtroom where like he reads that letter that doesn't have anything on it right to the basketball game, yes. and she's just watching him no. play this basketball no. game? No, it goes to him. Sorry, it goes to him shooting hoops. At his own house. Well, yeah. In the driveway. And then it goes to the basketball game. Right. But I mean, like, the next time she sees him. Oh, the next time she sees him. Yes, yes, yes. The next time they interact, she's sitting in the stands at his basketball game cheering for Alex or something. clearly you know that this man just pulled this out of his memory. Yes. And you're not going to address it. You're not going to bring it up at all. And then he, like, does the whole, like, kiss and follow through thing. Before, like, a basketball game, he'd kiss his hand and pretend to shoot a basketball. And And that's when she's like, oh, my God. And it's like... The letter he just read from right. pure memory was right. not enough. Also, the fact that he built you a hammock and yeah. put the wedding ring on it and wrote, sorry, I couldn't do more for you, mm-hmm. Mike. It's like, hey, man, how much more do you need? Yeah. And then she waits 
a day almost to like interact with him again. It's like there's just no way. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's the selling point is that he knows the kiss. Yeah, and that's, that's when she's finally like, oh my god, that's him. And it triggers the part two. Like, you have, this is decision him. time. Can you make the decision? Yeah. Which I thought happened really... I will say I would have liked to see them interact in between that scene. Because it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But I am glad that it, it felt organic. Mm-hmm. Getting to the game. Her running out of the stands after the, the kiss. And then him literally being in the same right. position. The scouts are there. He throws the ball away, makes a decision uh, to right. go be with her instead. I thought the way that was brought about was so organic and so well done that I was like, this is this is a great way to end the movie, in my opinion. I thought that was a great way to show the character has not only matured, uh, but they've grown and they've changed and realized the error of their ways. Right. And, you know, we get a happy ending. Well, actually, even even like before this, when he's shooting basketballs at the house, he makes, makes the decision. He's like, I'm going to college. Like, yeah. I'm making, I'm just, I can't, I've lost her. I've lost the kids. I'm just going to redo it. The turnaround is a little quick there. And then and Ned's like, that's not what the spirit guide wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is true. But, and then he ends up at the basketball game and he sees her and he ends up making the same decision. But I love how in this, he brings the basketball to his son. Because he realizes, yes, he he's, like, he's like, I had my chance and I made this decision. And he's realizing it was the right decision. But now it's his turn. Yeah. He's passing the baton. It's his turn. Yep. And then he goes after his wife. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that whole sequence. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I do it for the daughter because it's like she never really... Right. ...connects the dots there. Right. She just thinks this dude just took off. <laughs> it was very strange. But the last thing I want to talk about, that's the last note I have, is I wrote down, regardless of his role, Matthew Perry is always Chandler Bang. Yes. He's the perfect casting to play a sarcastic asshole. Yeah. Taking it to the limit. He's Chandler turned up to like grumpy 10. Yes. And I love it. Yeah. It was like the closing scene. He walks in to Ned's room and to talk to Ned Mm -hmm. and out of the covers comes the principal as well. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like (laughs) drops down. He like crouches down. He's like, no, 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 no. And it's just, it's so Chandler. And like, so it's just like Matthew Perry is Chandler. Like who we watch in Friends yeah. as Chandler is actually just Matthew Perry. Like his mannerisms, like the way he performs, like that's just him. Just, it's just Chandler. Like <laughs> I don't think Matthew Perry is acting. I think that's right. just it's who not he a, is. It's not like a persona, a voice or whatever that he like yeah. brings to Chandler. That's just who he is. I think it's also like, I think I made the comment, it's nice to see what happened to Chandler. Or I said, this is alternate timeline Chandler when he couldn't get to New York. And he's just stuck in his hometown. Like, this is alternate timeline Chandler. Because that's all he was. Yeah. And I I, I actually enjoyed it. I think Matthew Perry um, had a very specific acting style Mm -hmm. that just lends itself so well to the likable asshole. Because even though he is a dick in this movie and the whole time... You feel bad Every time he talks, it's like, dude, you're a shut up. You're an asshole. But there's also this bit of like humor and mm-hmm. charisma that you're like, I feel like he's fucking around though. Like I right, feel like right. he's not actually being serious. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's talking about how she can't destroy the backyard because, you know, I spent time back here and I did things for you back here. And she's like, what? You mean the barbecue pit? And he turns and looks and it's half built. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, yeah, I mean, I got it half done. And it's like dick thing to say, but also like, I feel like he's just not taking it serious. Yeah. And that, like Matthew Perry is that person. Which would be incredibly hard to live with if he never took anything seriously. <laughs> For real. For real. I'm sure it would be very taxing. I'm sure it would be very taxing. But that was all the topics I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's all I have. Perfect. So, 
Now for our favorite and our least favorite scenes. Yes. Call your father. Heads up! Give me my ball back, bitch. You know, Stan, I feel sorry for you. You don't know me. Oh, but I do. All too well. You're the man. Captain of the basketball team. Dates the pretty girls. High school is your kingdom. But people, Stan's a bully. Why? It'd be way too easy to say Stan prays in the week simply because he's a dick. No, no, no. Stan here. I'm going to start with my least favorite. We already addressed it. We did? What was it? It's when the daughter's trying oh. to make her move. Yeah. It's just uh, gross. Yeah. I wish it wouldn't have happened. It just makes the movie feel icky. It's the most unnecessary scene in the movie. Yes. So actually, I did not write that down because in my head it was like, that Harry Potter spell where I take the memory out and I put it in the yeah, glass. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, so that would be my number one scene, yeah. 100%. Uh, but just to have like, you know, a different answer, I'm going to go ahead and say the sex ed scene. I get that he's trying to te- tell his daughter not to have sex with Stan. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, he's a loser, dude. Don't hook up with him, please. The message he's trying to get across is abstinence. Yeah. And let's not have sex, guys. And everyone in the room ends up agreeing with him by the end of it. And they're like, yeah, we don't need condoms because we're not going to have sex. Bro, all you're doing is saving your daughter from getting pregnant, but you could be impregnating half that class. Right. Abstinence does not work. Right. Period. And it's also kind of like the undertone of like he's saying that like his daughter was a mistake. Yeah. Like. It'll ruin your life, the best kids. Thing you can yeah. do is abstinence, <laughs> right. you know? I just so, hate that scene. I think it's anyway. I think it's so dumb. I think it's so dumb. Yeah. But those are the two least my least favorite scenes. I feel like you could have done that scene in a different way instead of promoting abstinence, but it is what it is. And then um my favorite scene. Yeah, what's your favorite scene? Oh, so yeah. My favorite duh, we scene, I this. actually ex- described the whole scene to Kyle before we watched the movie because when I think of this movie, I think of this scene. And why? I don't know. I guess I'm a food-driven person. Okay? It's also the it's it's a memorable meal that he makes. Yeah. But so Zach Efron has just turned seventeen again and he gets home from school <laughs> and you pan to the kitchen and the entire massive kitchen island is just a strewn with snacks. Just covered. Just covered with snacks. Everything he could find from the cupboards, the fridge, it's all on the island. And Ned walks in and he's like, what are you doing? And he takes a beer from him because he's going to crack a beer. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, nope, those are mine. <laughs> Beer's illegal for 17-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. And um, Zach Efron's like, I'm just so ravenously hungry, which I just think is funny to like, kind of like display like the hormones of like a 17-year-old yeah. kid. I also like, feel like they made it seem like he was a superhero. You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> just look at all the food he's eating. He's literally jumping over shit that he couldn't as like an old yeah. man. And it's like, I just feel like they were portraying him as a, as a super being. But it's just the scene of him. He has a um, Slim Jim in his hand. God, you just... Yeah. And he just lathers the thing oh, and squeezes cheese. So gross. And I, every single time, I'm like, I bet that's a good snack. <laughs> like, that looks good. 
And then, <laughs> oh, dear. So I, you don't I immediately that. want a Slim Jim and squeeze cheese. Like, I want to go to the store and get a can of squeeze cheese. You okay? don't mean that. And then he makes a sandwich. And on this sandwich, he puts Nutella, mayonnaise, pickles, crushed up potato chips, squeeze cheese, some sort of meat, lettuce, and tomato. And Doritos. Did you say Doritos? Crushed up potato chips. Oh, okay, okay. I missed that part. And for some reason, it looks like the most delicious sandwich. Oh my god, what? It I, looks delicious. I was fighting back vomiting when he put the mayonnaise on the Nutella. <laughs> I was like, violation. <laughs> Jail time. Forever. And, and Ned is standing there watching him make this sandwich. And he's just disgusted. You know what the best part he's of that scene is? He's just disgusted. He takes one bite. He takes bite, one bite. And he gets up and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> he literally makes that entire sandwich. Talks about how ravenously hungry yeah. he is. He eats a couple bites of a Slim Jim squeeze cheese and one bite of the sandwich that he just put everything from the kitchen sink in. Yeah. And leaves. Takes one bite. He's like, okay, I gotta go to practice. Like, you're just gonna leave all this sitting on the counter? You just made a mess. And also, you spent 10 minutes making one sandwich with one bite and walked away. Like, you can bring it with you. It's not attached to the table. I just think that scene is just so funny and it just makes me want snacks. You watched it and you were like, uh, before we even turned on the movie, you were like, there's a scene in here with spray cheese and Slim Jims. And it makes me want to see Jim's I was like, that sounds like a bird. wild combination. Yeah. My favorite scene is uh, when he and Ned are fighting. Yeah. But it's the scene after that, right after that. And it's like two minutes long. And it's how they're trying to figure out how he became 17. Yeah. And Ned is just, Ned oh, is yeah, full yeah, yeah. geek mode. And I think that is the perfect representation of who Ned is. And I just thought it was amazing, <laughs> like, character. Yeah, it's amazing. Just, like, character quirk. Mm-hmm. He has all these, like, magazines and books and comics laid out. And he's like, were you hit by a gamma ray? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's like, well, you wouldn't know anyway because you can't see it's gamma rays. <laughs> he's like, but whatever. <laughs> Did you get any radiation poisoning? And he's like, no, I didn't, Ned. And he's like, well, then all I can say is it's probably a spirit guide. It's probably like, your basic yeah. spirit guide situation. It's like, why didn't we start there, bro? <laughs> it's just, I loved seeing how, like, much of a nerd he yeah. was. And it was it's just like, fun. It's funny because he has all these comic books laid out. And then when he starts talking about the spirit guide, he, like, picks up this, like, huge thick novel. Yeah, like, he right. really wanted it to be explained in a comic book. Right, yeah, exactly. He wanted you to basically be the, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So now, let's give a rating for this well, movie. Well, that was fun. I've been to happy hour in, like, a week and a half. Naomi, thank you so much. That is exactly what I needed. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Mike who? Yeah, exactly. Mike, I've never heard of the guy. Ow. Hey, Mom. This is Mark. Wow. You okay? Mrs. O'Donnell? Yeah, I'm fine. It's Ms. It's Ms. Scarlett O'Pitta. All right. Wow. Wow. You look just like my husband, doesn't he? My ex-husband? <laughs> that is so weird. He's weird. What is that? Oh, Scarlett? Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half basketballs. Yeah. This is a movie that's not quite good, mm-hmm. but it's better than okay. I think that's fair. I think it is hilarious, but there are some directorial decisions where they're doing this thing where uh, one specific thing that bothered me was Zac Efron was taking a shot and, and, a, and like a warm-up, and <laughs> they cut the shot three times. And so the camera sees him take a shot, and then it cuts back to the beginning of the shot, and then it cuts back to the beginning of the shot. 
And they did that three times in this movie in different scenes. Disgusting decision by the director there. Did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like the incest stuff mm-hmm. is strange. So uh, that that brings it down a lot. But this is, it handles those things better than Never Been Kissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give it a three and a half. This yeah. is This is something I would let like, because I watched it when I was like 13. And I yeah. think that's about right. This is like a movie that's targeted towards... Preteens and, and early teenagers. You think so? And I think this, yeah, because I, I think it has a big adult message. Though. No, I th- no, it absolutely does. That is that is in there definitely for the adults, and they also have to have like some sort of message in there. But I think that like the humor is geared towards kids, mm-hmm. like like preteen teenagers. And so yeah, I think three and a half is fair. Three and a half basketballs. Yeah. It's also fun and it's harmless and it takes like ninety minutes. I agree. It's quick. I think three and a half stars is right where this movie lands. Three and a half. What? I'm sorry. Three and a half. Basketball? Oh, okay, perfect. I don't know what stars are. <laughs> I forgot what you used for a thing, to be honest. So I was like, I hilarious. think he's in basketballs. But So anyway, <laughs> do you want to know what Letterbox gives this movie? Unfortunately, I did see. I know, I pulled but out the it's for the podcast. Well. You know, I know, you but know. I did see, so I can't guess. Anyway, do you want to know <laughs> what Letterbox gives this movie? I do want to know. 2.7. Yeah, I think that's unfair. I think it's a little low. That's really low. Yeah. I want to know, like, legitimate... Because I was, I was reading some of the reviews, too. None of the reviews None are serious. The, well, that makes sense, given the movie. But, but I, I mean, would like, like to know a serious gripe. But I mean, like... Right. What I'm saying is none of the reviews actually give, like, a serious problem with this yeah. movie. Like, I have to read this review. Because this person gave this movie... Angie gave this movie one and a half stars. Mm-hmm. And all the review says is Zach Efron said virgins rule. That's probably why, because they're like abstinence. I know, but like. Yeah. No, I get come it. Come on. I get it. I want to know like a legitimate complaint, you know? Right. Which, I mean, hey, listen, everyone's opinion is valid, and you don't have to defend your answer if you don't want to. Totally fair. But I just would like to know for my own sake of like, what was it that really turned you right. off from the movie? Was it the incest plot line? Was it the odd abstinence kick right. that they did? Like, that's fine if it was. I just wanted like a legitimate complaint. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't see how this is a bad movie. Because mm-hmm. 2.7 to me would be a movie that I go, oof, that is, that's not a good movie. Right. Um. All right. So this review I think is great because we kind of talked about this yesterday, at, like during this movie. It's from Silent J. He gave this movie four stars. And he said, I've got to admit something. I actually like Zac Efron as an actor. I think he's a really talented guy. He may, he may not choose some of the best projects to showcase that talent, but he's great in this film. And if he keeps this up, he could have a great career ahead of him. There, I said it. So we talked about it last night, actually. Yes. We did. I said that. I was like, I don't think Zac Efron's movies... And his choices mm-hmm. for roles have been all that great, but he is always good in them. Mm-hmm. And then just a funny, a funny review. Okay. This review, this reviewer, Bethany, gave this movie three and a half stars. So right in line with us. And she said, my sexual awakening was watching Zac Efron stepping out of that Audi and putting on his leather jacket like the true reincarnation of Christ he is. God damn. A lot of people mention that scene. So oh. can I read one of them that actually I, I found that I thought was mm-hmm. hilarious? That moment... This is from Lou. They gave it three stars. 
They said that moment when Zac Efron gets out of the Audi was the moment mm-hmm. 11-year-old me became a woman. Yes. <laughs> that scene did things to people for sure. And when I was watching it, what did I say when we watched it? I said, Zac Efron doesn't need help. I was like, look at that man. He's already hot as fuck, and he has great hair, and they're going to dress him well and give him a fucking nice-ass sports car? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, that man doesn't need help dropping the panties, okay? The review right under the review you just read from Bilbo, four and a half stars, says, I agree with the editor's choice to use three different shots of Zac Efron putting on his leather jacket. The scene did people. It awoke something in somebody, right? <laughs> And we just uh, fanning ourselves. Yeah, like it's here. it's cl- like, clearly <laughs> the movie was designed specifically just to get that one shot. They're like, we can wrap it. We're good. We yeah. got it. Yeah, we got the shot. Yeah, that that shot right there is what gives him. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> That shot right there is what give gives Zac Efron the excuse to act like a forty year old man throughout the rest of the movie. Fair. He can say whatever he wants after that. You're not kidding. Still cool as shit. Okay. You know what I actually like though that they did. I just actually have to touch back on we. This is I'm calling back to something we talked about in the topics, but never been kissed made this weird pedo thing happen. Yeah. And he never once even came close. No, he didn't hit on any of the girls. Like they tried really hard to hit on him, and he's like, "Ladies, you have to have more respect for yourself." And also, he was like, "Ew, stop, no." And he was like, "Back up." Respect you if you don't respect yourself. Yeah, I like. I was glad they never did that. Yeah. But yeah, Zac Efron can say whatever he wants mm-hmm. when he's getting out of a car looking that hot. There's just no reason yeah. for him not to, you know. You know what? He's just a 17 year old that sounds he's just 17 like a dad. Yeah. And it's hot. He's a hot dad, you know. Yeah. So actually, this is my part to take yes. over because I have four questions for you. Okay. The first question I have for you is, what's the more insane meal? Buddy the Elf eating maple syrup spaghetti Mm -hmm. and drinking a two liter of Diet Coke, or I think it's just Coke, or Mike eating a Nutella and mayo sandwich. I'm going to say Buddy the Elf and eating his pasta and maple syrup and two liter of soda. (laughs) Um, Because there's actually a woman that I follow on Instagram and her daughter's favorite sandwich is... A meat and chocolate sandwich. What? Which is Nutella and bologna. That's crazy. That's her favorite sandwich. I mean, Nutella goes with anything. It's chocolate. Bologna? I mean, I'd try it before I tried fucking mayo. That's but for anyway, sure. <laughs> that's why I feel like the sandwich is more realistic. People put some weird things in their sandwiches, you know? It's true. It's true. Sometimes the mixture of flavors just works. So you're going with Buddy the Elf? Yeah. I think the more sane meal is the Nutella and mayo, bro. That shit's... <laughs> Foul. Yeah, but you don't like mayonnaise. Yeah, that shit's foul. <laughs> so the next one I have for you is a ranking. I need you to rank these three movies. 17 again, 13 going on 30, and Little. 13 going on 30. Is the least favorite? No, it's the favorite. Oh, start from least favorite now. Oh, Little. In last. In last. 17 again, and then 13 going on 30. Really? Okay. I just, 13 and th- going on 30 is such a classic in my life. Yeah. I just really like that, and I like Jennifer Garner. You did say, we actually talked about 13 going on 30 last night because I was like, um, this is basically dude 13 going on 30. Yeah. And you're like, I love Jennifer Garner. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. And I think it's just, it's funner when like a child turns into an adult because it's just funny watching like an adult live as a child. (laughs) Right. Like like an adult with a child's brain is so much funnier because it shows you how absurd being an adult actually is. Right. Like the shit you could do is wild. And these kids are like... Have no like bounds of society, so they're right. like, I'm, a, I'm an adult, I can do what I want, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, the next question I have for you is Who's the better basketball player, 
Mike O'Donnell or Troy Bolton? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's the same person. I'm going to say Troy Bolton. Have you seen Troy Bolton perform Get Your Head in the Game? I have. That is, that is, that's the, like, all, have all the evidence you need. Like, have you seen the dribbling skills in that? That is all the evidence you need. Yeah, it's all there the is, evidence you need. There's at one point in the in this movie, 17 again, where he goes behind his back yeah. and uses his left hand. And then he's like, my signature move. And it's just a, a layup. And I was like, that's... That's not anything. Yeah. You didn't do anything. <laughs> and they're talking about how amazing he is. And I'm like, dude is performing the most basic fundamental skills of basketball. And Ohio State is watching him? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, at least Troy Bolton's out there singing while he's playing. Yeah. Like, he's, fucking, he's playing basketball and performing a musical at the same time, dude. Where is Ohio State now? <laughs> Troy Bolton, for sure. For sure. So the last question I have for you is if you could pick the age you get to go back to, what age would you go back to? Boy. Probably. Probably 17 or 18. Yeah? Yeah. Senior year of, call, of high school was a r- real fun time for me. Mm. It's just like I felt like I was like I was getting more pro, like privilege from my parents. Like I was being able to oh, yeah. do what I wanted. It's your first like foyer into being an adult. Right. But you didn't have any of the responsibilities. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, like, there's nothing like senior year of high school. You just feel like you are top fucking shit, okay? Yeah, you do. You feel so cool being a senior in high school. It's a like, thing. Like, everyone knows she's a senior, he's a senior. Like, you're just cool. Yeah. There's you're a just... privilege that comes with being senior. Yeah. And then you hit the real world and it's a fucking sucker punch, okay? Yeah, you, you leave that high school when you're top shit. You leave uh, high school where you have been top shit for the last year and you are bottom of the barrel again, baby. And nobody gives a fuck. Like, even if you, like, no matter what you did in high school or, like, no even even cares. even your senior in college, nobody cares, no man. One cares. So high school is, like, the last time people give a shit and, like, you're And your parents popular. still pay for shit. Yeah, and you're paying, you have no responsibilities, really. Like, responsibilities that look out You're when I was like 18 and You're going to your friend's house every weekend. Yeah. Having a grand old time. Hanging out after school. Having a job to do. Yeah. And then you, school is easy peasy. Senior year was like the easiest year of school because you've already oh, gone sure. into college. For sure. Senior year is was so easy. Most days I had late start. Yeah. Because we, if you had certain grades, you could have like off classes. Yeah. yeah. Where like you just get to come every in other late. day I got to come in late. Yeah. And then... The days that I didn't get to come in late, I got to leave early. Like, that's the way my schedule was set up. It was just... It was the bomb. It was just so easy. Yeah, I had study hall every day. And I, you got to play your sports. Yeah. Like, it was just... Like, I miss playing sports. I miss being on a team. I miss being a senior on a sports team. It was just, like, the coo- the coolest year. <laughs> Take me back, baby. Sounds like someone Spirit peaked God. in high school. Take me back. No, I'm, just <laughs> no, I'm, I'm yeah. I actually did get made fun of in high school quite a bit, but... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You didn't peak in high school. You're peaking now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I would go back to like 20. Oh, I thought you were going to go much younger. Well, so I had, here's, so here's the thing. It's either 20-ish around then. I can't like pinpoint the exact time, but like 20 around there. And it was between that and 12. Yeah. <laughs> because, I was like, say 12 for, that makes more sense. 12 for me. for me is because I have a lot of childlike tendencies. <laughs> I still play Pokemon. I still watch anime. I read comics. Like, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Like, being able to 
wake up on a Saturday morning and know I have no responsibilities at all. I don't have to do anything and I can just do what I want. And like you get home from school on a Friday. There's no better feeling than getting home from school on a Friday. Yeah. It'd be working all week. And like the job I do is like a hard, it's not hard mentally. It's more hard physically because you have to stand all fucking day and you're mm-hmm. constantly mixing. And coming home on Friday, it's still not as great as coming home from getting dropped off the bus at yeah. like 12 and you just run inside and your mom has like apple slices and she got you a movie at the video. I know this is very specific to me. I'm saying you in a general term. It was more specific to me. Right. But like she would get me a video from Quick Stop and there was like we'd get pizza that night and we could bring our mattresses to the living room and have like a movie night. And that was the shit. And I yearn for those days. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But also being 12 again means I have to go through like high school again. Right. And I, I just, I don't want to do that shit, man. I'm, I'm all set. Like, if I go back knowing the no, like knowing the knowledge I have now, I still don't want to go through high school. Huh. I just don't want to do it. Um, but 20, I think, wins out because it was like I wasn't in college. I was working full time, but I was living with my friends. So it was basically like Friday night every night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just like we just had so much fun and I was always yeah. with them and I got to see them. Like, it felt like just a giant sleepover all the time. And I had hard, the job I had wasn't like a response, like, it wasn't like a hard job. You know what I mean? I just show up, punch in, punch out. And so it's just like, even the responsibilities I had were less than I have now, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I think 20 would be the answer because then I wouldn't have to go through high school again (laughs) or like the two years I was in college. I get to like just hang out. Mm What are we talking about? I know, we really, <laughs> we, anyway, I just can't, I don't know how people do things after work. How yeah, we, we we're, we're done. We talked about it. We did the we thing. Talked too we much. did the thing. This might be cut, 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 cut. Uh, anyway, if you have a comment, question, thought, any of that, you can feel free to email us at kkdatenight at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram at movieguy underscore Kai. You can find me on TikTok at the same thing. And I'm on Letterboxd at thatboykyle777. Cass hasn't put her socials out there because she doesn't post anything about the podcast. So don't follow her. It doesn't matter. Um, Again, thank you for listening to us. If you made it this far in past the rant about high school sports for some reason, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And with that said, go watch a movie.